Welcome to Zaslow Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Monday, the 15th of January. Good to have you aboard, part of the Believe Podcast Network, and presented as always by Anna Jarin Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3, It is Martin Luther King Day, so if you're off of work today because of the holiday, I'm glad that you're still hanging out with us. I would say... I- I would say we're going to have a fun show today. I'm going to try and make it fun. I'm going to try and do my best. But man, we're starting off the week here after one of the most disappointing final few weeks and playoff exit in Miami Dolphins history. There's no sugarcoating it. What do you want me to say? So we're going to do the majority of the show today, obviously on the Dolphins. We got the Heat from last night. The Panthers play this afternoon. Heck, it's a 1 p.m. Panther game today. By the time you're listening right now, maybe the Panther game's over and you're saying to yourself, Zaslow, the Panthers won. What, what are you talking about? You're in the future. I can't predict the future. Matter of fact, I think I might be going to the Panther game today, which I, I'm putting a lot on the line here. I'm 0-3 at Panther games this year. And all three of those games are against Western Conference teams. Vancouver, Winnipeg, St. Louis. Today, Anaheim. They suck. But they're a Western Conference team. So, I, 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 I'm going to be really... Like, I'm not going to know what to do myself if the Panthers lose today to a terrible Anaheim team. I, I might be a jinx if that's the case. I'm trying to end that, alright? So, I'm going today. I'm hoping the Panthers get back in the win calm after their nine-game win streak was snapped on Saturday afternoon against New Jersey. And I'm also hoping that my losing skit is snapped if the Panthers can get back in the win calm today. There's a lot at stake here. There's a lot on the line. Now look, NFL playoffs are in full swing. Everybody knows that. NBA, NHL, Bet Online has you covered with all the up to the minute, all the up to the second odds, news, and scores, and with additional odds, lines, trends, and info on both desktop and mobile versions, you can access the world's best wagering info anytime. 
Head there today. Get into the action. See all the updated odds. Remember, use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, and you're going to receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. So, obviously, we're starting off with the Dolphins disaster. Uh, oh, man. So, there's got to be... I, I did ESPN yesterday. I did primetime, and I spoke about this yesterday. There's got to be buyer's remorse, right? All the bitching and moaning and the complaining throughout the week about having to order the game on Peacock. If you're local, you had the game on NBC6. If you're out of town, even if you're as close out of town as Palm Beach County, you got to order, you got to get the cock, all right? So you pay your $5.99 for Peacock. There had to have been buyer's remorse, right? Where you're annoyed enough. Now, I think the whole situation was overblown. But you're annoyed enough that you got to now pay for another service to get the channel that carries the Dolphin playoff game. You pay your $5.99. There had to be buyer's remorse. This game was horrendous. Now, most of wildcard weekend, we got two more games today. At 4.30 today, got Pittsburgh and Buffalo. 8.15 tonight, Philadelphia and Tampa Bay. And, and on paper, I feel like these are the two weakest games of the weekend. But nonetheless, so far through four games, wildcard weekend's been terrible. You've had one good game. And it was a great game yesterday. Detroit, uh, Los Angeles, f- fantastic game. I'm so happy for the Detroit fans. Oh, my God. Like, <coughs> in, like what do I care about Detroit? I, I don't give a fuck, but... Man, I was happy for those people. So, one good game so far this weekend. The other three, blowout city. You had to have had buyer's remorse with getting Peacock if you paid for that Dolphin game. I got to tell you, though, some of the old people. I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to old shame, all right? But the game starts on Saturday. We're like one quarter in, half, half a first quarter in. I sent a text to my dad. He's Palm Beach County. I sent a text to my dad. Hey, you watch the Dolphins? Because, no, I don't get Peacock. I, I mean, I, again, I don't understand. We're on such a strict budget. It's $5.99. But anyway, so I say to him, I go, all right, I'm, I'm going to send you my password. And you, you know, I say the email and the password. Okay, fine. He has to, me, he has to then call me, all right, while he's trying to figure out. Because explaining how to download this app and enter your, your username and your password, it's like I was explaining it to an alien. It's like he just landed here from Mars. He lives on Mars. And he just landed here and he doesn't know anything. He doesn't even he doesn't even know how to communicate with me. Trying to trying to relay the information to him on how to get Peacock and watch the Dolphins, I was I was talking another language. It was like I was speaking to an alien. Eventually, he gets it. He, he gets it done. It's like, all right, good. All right, I'm, wa- I'm watching now. I got the game. I'm watching on my computer. I go, what are you watching on your computer for? He goes, yeah, I, I don't get Peacock on the TV. Whoa, you, you could download the app on your television. Now I already got it on the computer. I'm just watching here on the computer, sitting at my desk. Okay. Anyway, so I hope everyone was able to figure out the whole Peacock situation. Look, yeah, buyer's remorse. I get it. Royal Rumble's in two weeks. WWE Network is on Peacock. Watch the Royal Rumble in a couple weeks, all right? Then you get your money's worth. So anyway, oh, man. 
So going into this game, uh, for me, I felt it, it was going to be hard. Like, to me, this was dead team walking going into the game because my expectation changed throughout the season. Going into the season, making the playoffs, making the playoffs back-to-back years for the first time in like a quarter century, and winning a playoff game. That's a successful season. But expectations change, right? The expectations change because we were having conversation at one point during the season. It was 9-3 and three going into that Tennessee game, which we now know was the beginning of the end. But this team is 9-3, and three, and what... They're, you know, either first or second in offense in the league. And we're talking about Super Bowl. And so if we're talking about Super Bowl, the expectations have to change. It's not just about making the postseason and winning a playoff game. It's about the Super Bowl. And so that's why, to me, this was dead team walking. Because can they go into Kansas City and win? Yeah, I felt they could. That Chiefs is not good. And you're going to find out next week how not good they are. But to me... It's not about winning that game anymore. It was about going to the Super Bowl. And with this defense just in in, in shambles, they're dead team walking. They were not going to. If they got past Kansas City, that's it after that. They're not going to Buffalo and or Baltimore and winning a game in either of those venues. So this season was going to be very hard to save, in my opinion. But at least going into Kansas City, if they lost a tight game, it's all right. But the way that they lost, I don't see any other way to describe this season other than a massive failure. It's a failure from your original expectation where they didn't even win a playoff game. Hell, at least host a playoff game. They didn't even win a playoff game. And now, considering the way it ended, we went from Super Bowl talk to one of the most bitter finishes to a season in Dolphins history. Think about it. I I mean, 1999, Marino, 72-7 in Jacksonville. That's how the career ends. That's as bitter as it gets, right? This is right up there because of what the expectation was. See, that was about Marino's career ending, and that was in the divisional round, but that team wasn't a Super Bowl team. We all knew that wasn't a Super Bowl team. This is one of the most bitter finishes in the history of the Miami Dolphins. I don't know any other way to look at it. And it's one thing, like I said, it's one thing to get outplayed and lose to a better team. Kansas City isn't any good. And and they're going to lose next week, be it in Buffalo or hosting Houston. Kansas City's going to lose next week. But, and, and I don't even want to hear about the defense If you would have said before the game, hey, the Dolphins' defense is going to allow 26 points to Kansas City, and I thought this was going to be a high-scoring game, despite the weather. I thought it was going to be a high-scoring game. The Dolphins are going to have to win a high-scoring game because their defense is going to give up points. The Dolphins, and I thought the Dolphins were going to run the ball a ton and be able to run it against a Kansas City defense. It's not great against the rush. I, like, the Chiefs scoring 26 points was not surprising to me. I would have pegged them actually to score a little bit more. The Dolphins' defense in shambles, did a fine enough job on Kansas City. Only allowing 26 points, to me, that's a game you could win. You got to win that game. And on top of those field goal after, what were they, four field goals? Bunch of field goals Dolphins defense gave up. That's a win right there. The defense, in, in, in the horrific shape they were in going into this game, the defense actually did a job. They, they allowed you 
to stay in that game. I mean, it was 13-7 forever. And then it was 19-7 forever. Like, the defense allowed you to stay in that game. We went from an all-time great offense to sheer incompetence. That's what we were watching on Saturday night. It was total incompetence. And the QB, who you know I like a lot, the QB has to take a lot of the blame. He couldn't do anything on Saturday night. He did nothing. I know a lot of people want to blame the coach as well. There's plenty of blame to go around. But the QB has to take a ton of blame. And you know my biggest criticism with Tua. And like I said, I'm a Tua guy. My biggest criticism with him. You have to be able to make magical plays every now and then. And in adverse situations, like Saturday night, can Tua make off-script plays? There was the one play that he ran for a first down, right? Although, he didn't even stick the ball out, didn't dive or anything, and it ended up being third in inches. He didn't make it. It's, it's little plays like that. And I'm just talking about him using his legs. But when, when he scrambles out of the pocket and he has to improvise, he doesn't make those magical plays. We saw Josh Allen does. Even when Josh Allen's having a terrible game, Josh Allen does. We've seen Mahomes, obviously. Mahomes does it. Tua doesn't make those plays. I saw yesterday, I was told this, I, I, I didn't know this. I was hosting ESPN Radio Primetime yesterday, and I was told that on the season, Tua has run for six first downs. Six first downs on the year. That's awful. Like, You need your quarterback to be able to run for a first down, I would say, once a game. At least once a game. Six first downs Tua Tagovailoa has run for throughout the season. That's a problem. He isn't able to make those magical plays and certainly isn't able to make those magical plays in adverse situations like Saturday night. Does it mean he's never going to be able to do that? No, I don't believe that. But right now, he has not shown us that he can do that. And that part is troublesome. Especially through four years. Four years now. He was the number five overall pick. And in four years, he has made one playoff appearance. He has no playoff wins. That's a, And we'll, we'll get to the contract situation. That's a very difficult spot that he has now put the team in. What are you supposed to do? Four years... One playoff appearance, health concerns, although he passed that test this year, no playoff wins. What do you do about the contract? It's a really difficult situation. Now, the way that I remember the 2000, you want to talk about how disappointing this year was, the way that I remember the 2003 season, and I've told you guys this, that, that, was, that was like the season of reckoning for me, where I realized, now it took a little bit of time after that, but I realized I need to change some things in my life as a sports fan. And it starts with the way that A, I react to the Dolphins losing, and B, how I let it affect the rest of my life. Because that 2003 season, to me, has always been the most bitter finish. The Dolphins were 10-4. and four. They control their own fate as far as the number one seed in the AFC. If they win at Minnesota and at New England to end the season Number one seed, they get a bye. They lost to Minnesota late, 
They lost to New England late. Minnesota, Olindo Mare kicks the ball out of bounds. Vikings drive the field. They score. They win it. New England game. Fiedler, interception at the goal line. Brewski, touchdown. Snow everywhere. And the Dolphins go from controlling their own fate, number one overall seed, to missing the playoffs entirely. For me, the most bitter way a Dolphins season has ever ended. The way that I remember the 2003 season, I will now remember this one as well. Now, I'm not losing sleep over it. I'm past that point in my life. And let me tell you, let me tell you a little secret here. If you're one of those like me, like I used to be, and it was a lot of you out there, you're living and dying with it, you're losing sleep, it is liberating not to have that Dolphin loss on Saturday night ruin my week. Maybe month. It is liberating. But the way that I remember the 2003 season is how I'm now going to remember this one. Although, this is worse because these losses were a disgrace. Those games that I told you back in 2003, they were tight games. Dolphins ripped your heart out and they wind up, you know, losing both those games. They they don't even make the playoffs. But these losses were a disgrace. We watched this team fall apart over the last month of the season. And we know, of course, that it actually started with the Tennessee game. But these these were losses of incompetence. They were incompetent and embarrassed themselves in Baltimore. They were incompetent and embarrassed themselves against Buffalo. They were incompetent and embarrassed themselves in Kansas City. Or Peacock! To me, that's why this is worse. These were losses of embarrassment and incompetence. Went from having control of your own destiny and the number one seed, not just losing, to being embarrassed three straight weeks. Like, I'm sitting there on Saturday. It was fun when Tyreek Hill scored the touchdown. It's 10-7. Awesome we're in this thing. But from that point on, just sitting there. Just sitting there watching bullshit. It was like early fourth quarter. At this point, I think we were down 26-7. I'm watching downstairs with my wife and with my son. I was so annoyed. And I'm like, I'm going to watch in bed. Anyone else coming, they're like, no, we're watching down here. Like, I'm going to watch in bed. I'll see you guys. I, I watched the fourth quarter of a Dolphin playoff game in bed. Like, normally, I got to be pacing in the Zazzle Mansion family room. I'm into it. We're doing fist pumps or what have you. Although, it's not like I have this long story and history of how I behave during Dolphin playoff games. They're few and far between. But to watch a playoff game of any kind, I'm watching in bed? Flat on my back? Sleeping on my sheets and giggles? Oh, my God. And and by the way, what an idiot I look like. Talking about going into that Baltimore game. What was my MO? That whole week, I'm talking about Dolphins are one win away. One win away in Baltimore. They're one win away from three home wins away from the Super Bowl. That's right. Because if they won in Baltimore, all they got to do is win at home against Buffalo. You're the number one seed. At home divisional round, at home AFC championship round. The Dolphins going into the Baltimore game were one win away from needing three home wins to get to the Super Bowl. What an idiot I look like. They didn't even get one home win. They didn't even get one home game. What am I talking about? What an idiot I wind up looking like. This team has made me into an idiot. Obviously, 
I'm extremely disappointed in Tua. I'll get to that in a second. First, though, let me guys tell you about Sheets and Giggles since I mentioned. I mean, that's how I decided to watch the fourth quarter of the game was on my Sheets and Giggles. Sheetsgiggles.com, you get the best sleep of your life. I mean, what are we talking about here? The softest, coolest, most breathable sheets you've ever slept on. You're not going to have to... That's one less thing on your agenda that you got to worry about. You need new sheets? You're looking for more sheets? You're looking to get the best sleep of your life? Sheetsgiggles.com. I got the, I got the pillowcases. I got the blankets. I got the comforter. It's my favorite comforter. I have a eucalyptus pillow. I sleep on. Made from the wood of eucalyptus trees. That's right, my man Colin, founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles. You know he's super pissed off and disappointed about the dolphins. But he's still pumping out the softest, coolest, most breathable sheets that we've ever slept on. And when you go to SheetsGiggles.com, you're going to become one of over 100,000 Americans who are sleeping on Sheets and Giggles and never turning back. SheetsGiggles.com. Use promo code Zazlo. SheetsGiggles.com. Promo code Zazlo, get the best sleep of your life. Now, obviously, I'm ex- Well, I guess not obviously. You may say, oh, Zazlo, you're a Tua defender. No, I'm fair. I'm very fair. I'm a fan of Tua. But I'm extremely disappointed in him. You gotta be fair. At this point, and yes, we were getting to a place in the season. All right, we're approaching the final three games. Tua doesn't have that signature win. But, you know, it's one of those cases where all right, he can't win the big game or he can't perform big in the big game until he does. You know, it was well after Peyton Manning's fourth year to his fourth year, fourth year in the NFL that we were talking about he can't win the big game until he does. And I'm not comparing Tua and Peyton Manning, but the point is I do believe, or I did believe, that Tua is good enough to win in big spots. But now we're at the point you don't care about hearing from Tua anymore about all the confidence he has in himself. That's a go-to line for Tua, right? All the confidence in the world in himself and his ability. Those are empty words now. Because you had the opportunity. You had the opportunity in Baltimore. You had the opportunity against Buffalo. You had the opportunity in Kansas City. Oh, for forever. With the opportunity to show everyone that you can play well that you could play big in a big spot. So when Tua goes to his go-to line, I have all the confidence in the world in myself and my ability. Those are empty words. I mean, when are we going to see it? So we're going to have to wait at least until next year now to see it. So as much as I like Tua, it's very fair to be critical of him. Now, and by the way, just it wasn't just about him not coming up big. It was garbage offense against Baltimore, Buffalo, and Kansas City. Now, I'm not getting rid of him. Like, what kind of ridiculousness is that? See, I'm okay with you guys being super critical of Tua now at this point. But getting rid of him, and what? And what? What are you doing? What other option is there? Now, we got to have a real conversation about the money and the contract. And maybe even they just let him play out the fifth year. Maybe they don't give him a contract. I mean, like... There's nothing wrong with that. Tua may be upset about that, but you signed a deal for five years. There's nothing in that deal that says you can't play the fifth year without a new contract. Like, they may just have him played out. There's nothing wrong with that. But why sit here and tell you what other option do the Dolphins have at quarterback? Tua's got a long way to go. There's no defending it now at this point. It's going to take a lot to get this fan base back 
on his side. Saturday night was extremely damaging for Tua and his reputation here among the Dolphin fan. If I'm sitting here and telling you, I don't believe it until I see it. See, that was blind faith. But I can recognize that I had blind faith with Tua. Now, I gotta see it to believe it. And it's a total waste of his health. Because we could talk about this defense and how they had no shot to win the Super Bowl this shorthand, which they didn't. I think they could have won the game this weekend, but the Super Bowl, no, no shot. But there's no excuse for what we've seen or what we haven't seen from this offense the last three weeks in big spots. No excuse. And you're not going to be able to trust that Tua can get it done in a big spot until he does. I had blind faith. I had blind faith previously. I can't have blind faith anymore. Now, there's been too much too much proof, or, or at least not enough evidence to show that he can do it. I'm not saying he can't, but I gotta see it. I can't just have I can't just think it's gonna happen because I like him. And because of what, him, what I've seen him do to the shit teams in the regular season. We get to a place where you're the franchise quarterback. You're the number five overall pick in the draft. It's been four years now in the league. You led the NFL in passing. You gotta win a big game. And he hasn't done it yet. So are they gonna pay him like a franchise quarterback? I don't know what they're gonna do there, man. This is a very, very tricky spot for the Dolphins. And think about everything else wasted this year. To his health. That was the biggest thing going into the season, right? To his health was wasted. Started all 17 games. Didn't miss a single snap because, because of injury. Wasted. Tyree Kill's MVP caliber season. Wasted. And as far as the division goes, a Buffalo Bills team that was down, seemingly down and out at 6-6. Six and six. A lot was wasted this season. And what's happening with the Detroit Lions right now? And we're going to get to our NFL rundown in a few minutes here. What's happening with the Detroit Lions should have been the Dolphins before they blew that game to Tennessee. What I mean by that is the Lions, by virtue of Dallas losing, the Lions are now hosting two playoff games. And they are looking great for a potential NFC Championship game appearance. That should have been the Dolphins. The only positive to take from this weekend is the Dolphins now, as a result of yesterday, the Dolphins weren't the most embarrassing story of Super Bowl Card Weekend. Not even close, because the Cowboys are. You go turn on your television. Actually, on my television right now, they're talking about the Dolphins. Was Saturday more about Dolphins or Chiefs? But the main story, and I think it was more about Dolphins. Because I don't think the Chiefs are any good, and we're going to see it next week. The Dolphins, who were a great offense for the, most of the season, and they scored just seven points in a wild card game, that game is more about the Dolphins losing than it is the Chiefs winning. I'm sorry, that's easy for me. But the most embarrassing story, hey, Dolphin fan, I mean, give a high five to the Cowboys. The Cowboys are by far the most embarrassing story of the weekend. So the Dolphins get a little bit of a reprieve in that regard. Let me tell you about the official beer of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. You know how we enjoy the Dolphin playoff game. Remember, notice I didn't say plural, not game uh, game uh, singular. But now they're done, so it's all about the Heat, it's all about the Panthers, and how do we get down? 
with a nice ice cold Johnny Cuba in our hand. I'm sitting on the couch in the Zaslow Mansion family room in my underwear holding a Johnny Cuba, enjoying the official beer of Zaslow Show 2.0. That's right. Johnny Cuba, European roots of the Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba for yourself, your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco y Mas. Most delicious beer out there. I've been telling you about Johnny Cuba for a year now. I, I don't mess around with any crap beer. I got the most delicious beer. Johnny Cuba, make sure you always drink responsibly. And of course, don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. All right, let's get to our NFL rundown. Okay, there's my music. There you go. So let's just recap the games yesterday and look forward. Obviously, Saturday afternoon, CJ Stroud, the Houston Texans. If you didn't know, now you know. All right, announce themselves to the world. But yesterday, so the Green Bay Packers, I thought this game was going to be close. The Green Bay Packers, from start to finish, I, they, they win the coin toss, they take the football. I always love to defer. Almost every team defers. You want that double-dip possession. End of second quarter, early third quarter. But the Packers like, no, we want the ball. They drove 75 yards. They took the lead. They were on top the entire game. I mean, excellent job there by Matt LaFleur, knowing, knowing his team in that spot and knowing what they were going to do. They go up 7-0, a pick 6, it's 27-0. Prescott was horrible. And the Packers, they like the Cowboys had one chance early third quarter. They made it 27-7 on the last play of the first half. They're going to get the ball back now to start the third quarter. They needed to score a touchdown there, make it 27-14. Instead, they just get a field goal. It's 27-10, and they still couldn't stop the Packers. And then to finish things off, late in the game, I mean, Todd Musgrave was wide open. Aaron Jones run this down their face. Fake it to him here. Love. Back foot. Has a man wide open. It's going to be caught by Musgrave. Racing towards the end zone. He is in. Touchdown, Green Bay. That made it 41-16. The Packers would go 48-16. And then you get the Dak Prescott special, which is those empty stats in garbage time. And the Packers wind up winning 48-32. They kick the shit out of the Cowboys. Jordan Love. Jordan Love's really good, man. The Dolphin fan is definitely looking at the Packers. Like, that draft class. What Jordan Love was in that draft class, right? Wasn't it Burrow, Tua, Herbert? Jalen Hurts in the second round, right? Jordan Love was also that draft, right? That's a very strong draft class, those five guys. Some people may be saying Tua's fifth. Jordan Love was 16 at 21, 272 yards, three touchdowns. Aaron Jones, 21 rushes, 118 yards, and three touchdowns. Romeo Dobbs. Six catches for 151 yards and a touchdown. Dak Prescott threw the ball 60 times. He threw it 40 more times than Jordan Love. Dak Prescott was 41 for 60, 403 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions, total empty stats. CeeDee Lamb had nine catches for 110 yards. Let's go into the Packers postgame locker room. Here's the head coach, Matt LaFleur. Give it up to everybody in this room. First, seventh seed in the history of the NFL to win a playoff game. But wait, there's more. There's a hell of a lot more. First of all, starting out with WeFence. Give it up for our kickoff team. Give it up for Jay Reed and Musgrave recovering those onsides. How about Daniel Whelan? Three punts inside the 10. 
defense. Give it up for our defense. Sam with a pick six. John Money setting it off with the pick. I'm a piece. Finishing it off at the end of the second. That was a great job, man. That was a great job. Offensively, all day. Offensive line. Give it up for the old line. No sack. No sack. Musgrave stayed on his feet. How about Wicks with the tug? Whoever this Romeo Dobbs guy was. Six for 150 in a tug. How about Aaron Jones with three tugs today? This guy finished with the highest QB rating in Packer history at 157. You know I love the coaches in the postgame locker room. So the Packers, they crushed the Cowboys yesterday. And because the Packers are the number seven seed, and you heard the floor there. First, I had to think about it for a second. First ever number seven seed to win a playoff game. It was always, you know, number six was the lowest seed. So we already know now it's Green Bay at San Francisco next week. Another old school 1990s NFC playoff game matchup. So Green Bay at San Francisco next week which means we also know what the other match, or at least we, we know where the other matchup is taking place because since the Cowboys lost, the Detroit Lions now are going to host another playoff game as long as they go on to win their game right after against the Los Angeles Rams. We'll get to that in a second here. But as far as the, the, the coaching situation in Dallas, you may already know because you're listening to this in the future, I think McCarthy's fired today. I think you got talk around McCarthy, around Sirianni. Now, I think McCarthy's a total meatball. I do not think he's a good head coach. I think he's a lousy head coach. And it just goes to show, as great as Aaron Rodgers is, the Packers went to, went to, yes, they won it, but went to one single Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. McCarthy being the head coach for the majority of those years. I think McCarthy is a lousy meatball of a head coach. And I think when it comes to Sirianni and McCarthy going into this week's games, something embarrassing. It would have to be an embarrassing result for the Eagles or the Cowboys for the coach to lose their job. Sirianni because he was in the Super Bowl last year. McCarthy because I don't think Jerry Jones actually wants to fire McCarthy. But if something embarrassing happens, yeah, then I think that Jerry Jones is going to fire him. And yesterday was an utter embarrassment for the Dallas Cowboys. I think McCarthy is fired today. He may already be fired by the time that you're listening to this. Let's move along to Detroit, where you had a rabid crowd. An incredible atmosphere in Detroit. The Detroit Lions, a back-and-forth... Well, it wasn't really a back-and-forth game. The Lions were ahead the entire game, but you know, like, like the game was very close throughout. It was 24-17, then it's 24-20, 24-23. Huge play in the game. The Rams are driving. They have the ball around the around the 40-yard line with uh, like three, three and a half minutes left to go in the game. 
and on, on a pass that comes up short, it would have been fourth and two, or, or fourth and four. There was a, I think it would have been fourth and two. And, and a long field goal is probably what they would have attempted, 50-some-odd yards. A holding call. Dan Campbell's now got a decision. Do you go fourth and two and allow them to try the long field goal to take the lead? Or do you take the penalty, make it third and 14? They're at a field goal range, but you're giving them two more downs. Well, Dan Campbell balls to the wall, takes the penalty. They stop him on third. It was an incomplete pass. And the Rams pumped the ball away because they were too far out of field goal range. That decision worked to perfection. And... The Lions would never give the Rams the ball back. Off the Lions. Three and five. Goss going to throw, and it's caught by St. Brown for a first down. Timeout, Rams, 152 to go. Game is not over yet, but it's very, very close. First of all, gutsy call here, and who's surprised by it? with Dan Campbell, right? Unbelievable. But that route was a little slice of brilliance right there by St. Brown. Look, I was dead wrong about Dan Campbell. Dead wrong. I got to be the first. It's it's as as far, you know, forget nationally, but like a, na a, a locally, but like a national story. It's as wrong as I've been about anything in a long time. I thought Dan Campbell was going to be a total meathead flop of a coach. He has been awesome. He pushes all the right buttons. And you, it's the Detroit Lions now that are going to host a playoff game next week. Listen to Dan Campbell tell you about it. We play next Sunday back here at home, guys. Yeah. So, look, we got the winner of Tampa and Philly, which is tomorrow. We'll be here at 3 o'clock back at Ford Field because you got earned it. Dude, how electric was it out there? Yeah. I'm telling you what, it doesn't get any better. It's everything you dream of and then more. All right, that's outstanding work. I got two game balls. All right, number one, listen, when you when you come in three years ago, like me and this guy did, and you had a vision and you start working together and you've got an idea how you want to build it and the type of players you're looking for and how you want to go top to bottom, offense, defense, special teams, and you're in lockstep. You're in fucking lockstep. I'm telling you guys, it's a shitty business. It ain't always perfect, but we, but we do a pretty good job. Dude. Right. But without this fucking guy right here, man, Brad Holmes. Absolutely love every single person in this room, man. We were intentional on being about grit, all right, and earning it. I love everybody in here, man. We went through darkness and it shaped us, all right? It shaped us for this moment. I love y'all, man. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. All right, for this guy, man. Thank you, Okay, I'll just say it like this, all right? Hey, you're good enough for Detroit, appreciate you guys more than you know I promise you that I love you guys so much this is just the beginning boys this is just the beginning we got three more of these yeah. next week at home at our place against whoever the wants to come in here let's go yeah. Yeah. We don't do it, one, two, three, 
so easy to root for the Lions. That's America's team now. I'm rooting for the Lions now the rest of the way here. Jared Goff, 22 for 27, 277 yards and a touchdown. Amon Ross St. Brown, seven catches for 110 yards. Matthew Stafford in his return to Detroit, 25 for 36, 367 yards, two touchdowns. Puka Nakua, nine catches for 181 yards and a touchdown. Lions win 24-23. So the Detroit Lions are going to host the winner of Philadelphia, Tampa. And the Lions are going to feel really good about either one of those teams. The Lions are a home win against the Eagles or the Bucks away from the NFC Championship, which if Green Bay somehow goes to San Francisco and wins, the Lions would host that too. Amazing. So on the other side of things here, so at 4.30 today, it's Pittsburgh at Buffalo, 8.15 Philadelphia, Tampa. So on the AFC side of things, if Pittsburgh wins in Buffalo, then next week, it's Pittsburgh at Baltimore and Houston at Kansas City. If Buffalo wins tonight, it's Houston at Baltimore and Kansas City at Buffalo. And that right there is our super wildcard weekend NFL rundown. All right. So the Heat win yesterday, 104-87. They sweep the four-game series, the four-game season series with the Hornets. Bam at 24 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists. Tyler here at 21, Robinson 19. The story of the game, though, Jaime Jaquez Jr., Scored 15 last night, all in the first quarter, and then did not return for the second half. He has a groin strain. He is not traveling with the team, or he didn't travel with the team for their two-game trip, which starts tonight in Brooklyn. So hopefully it's just a couple of games that Jaime misses. You know, groin situation could be could be uh, uh, tricky. They're at Brooklyn tonight, then they're at Toronto on Wednesday, then back home on Friday, which, by the way, Friday night is the Udonis Haslam jersey retirement ceremony. Man, that's going to be great. Last night, Dwayne Wade was honored. They did a whole big spiel with him at halftime. He was on the television broadcast. He was probably in the third quarter. He was probably on the radio broadcast. And the big news, though, a statue. In the fall of this year, 2024, they are unveiling a statue of Dwayne Wade in front of Kaseya Center. So cool. You have to figure, like, the statue. All right, so... What's what's it gonna be? You gotta figure it's 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 a statue of him standing on top of the scores table, pointing, saying, This is my house. Like that has to be the statue, right? So really cool that we're gonna get a statue outside that building to honor Dwayne. That's the big story from last night. The Heat, they improved to a uh, season best seven games over at 23 and 16. And tonight they are they are in Brooklyn. Uh this Nets team stinks. So you want to go into Brooklyn there, you get that win. Brooklyn is 16 and 22. I mean, come on, no fucking around. And if it like Jimmy Butler may be returning tonight. Because he was he was doubtful yesterday. It feels like his return is any time now. So that would be good shit also. Alright. Before we continue, I gotta tell you guys, it's the new year. How about you treat yourself to a brand new ride? That's right. And I send you to the only car dealership I personally endorse, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. At North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, they're celebrating the new year with incredible offers on all new Subarus in stock, as well as every pre-owned vehicle on their lot. And right now, 
You roll up to North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. You, you know what? You know what I'm talking about. It's that brand new state-of-the-art facility on North Andrews Avenue. You can see it from I-95 at the Cypress Creek Road exit. You pull up at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. You can make zero down payment, zero payments for three months, and make zero security deposit. I mean. What are we talking about here? Or you could also lease the 2024 Subaru Crosstrek Premium for just $219 a month for 36 months with $54.95 due at signing with approved credit. Go to nflsubaru.com for more details. Whether you want to enjoy a relaxed indoor car shopping experience or maybe you just want to have your current vehicle serviced, you're going to be treated like royalty at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. Did you know that North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, they service all makes and models. So whatever you're driving right now, you take it, and you're going to get it serviced with confidence at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, nflsubaru.com, nflsubaru.com for full details. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, the location you know with an experience you'll love. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal, you know how we do. Let's start things off here. This is from this morning on ESPN's Get Up. Those are my colleagues on Get Up. I, I work, I'm, I'm contracting ESPN Radio now. Those are my colleagues. And one of my colleagues, Stephen A. Smith, this morning, he's he's wearing the Packers hat. You know he's busted on the Cowboys. Joke. You fell for it, didn't you? You fell for it, didn't you? You actually thought y'all were going to win some playoff games. You actually thought that there was going to be the first time that you were going to be in the NFC Championship game in about 30 damn years. That's what they thought Shay Shay did. This. That's what they thought. They, they fell that. for it. I'm going not a big deal. You see it coming from a mile away. You know Stephen A. Shtick when it comes to the Cowboys. I'm going not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So yesterday on NFL Network, previewing the games, you got Chris Rose and Maurice Jones-Drew. They were actually this from Saturday. I think they were talking about Dolphins and Chiefs. And Chiss Rose, he, I don't know, uh, you got to be careful with your words here, Chris. This is far and away the best defense that Patrick Mahomes has had, right? I mean, is it possible that they could ride the D? The defense? I mean, look, I guess they did ride the D to a victory right there. I mean, Maurice Jones drew. He could look at them all all side-eyed. Chris Rose was right there. So I'm going not a big deal. And finally, big deal or not a big deal. Yesterday on NBC, the finish of the game in Detroit as the Lions are running out the clock. Here's the final call helping set the scene on what this means to Detroit by Mike Tirico. Mike, you live in this area. Give me some idea of what this is. There's a term around here, SOL. Same old Lions. They always find a way to screw it up. And Dan Campbell changed that mentality, changed that with the people who brought in. They've lost their last nine playoff appearances. It's a team that believes in themselves. And they didn't have a great second half, but this will be one of the most memorable nights in Detroit football for that 89-year-old and the 62,000 others here. One more knee and business is done. 
And Detroit, for the first time in 32 years, your Lions have won a playoff game. Have at it. Yeah, I'm going big deal. Like I told that's America's team right now. It felt really good for those people. They're so excited. It, it was a really cool scene. I'm going big deal. And that right there is another edition of Big Deal or Not a Big Deal. All right. So tonight we got the Heat. We also got Monday Night Raw. We got the Panthers this afternoon. And tonight, how about this? You get done watching the Heat game. Join me on ESPN Radio. I'm back on tonight, like I told you. Signed a new deal with ESPN Radio. I'm going to be on a whole lot more, including tonight. I am co-hosting ESPN Radio Game Night with Q Myers. And so we'll be on from 10p to 1a, recapping uh, everything that's going on in the sports world tonight. And, of course, the two football games from today. At 4.30, you got Pittsburgh-Buffalo, 8.15. It'll be in the fourth quarter. By the time we start, it'll be probably close to fourth quarter, Philadelphia and Tampa. So I'll be on ESPN Radio game night tonight alongside Q Myers, 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. You can listen on SiriusXM Channel 80, always on the ESPN app. Uh, and usually locally on ESPN 106.3 FM West Palm. So join me tonight. Today's show brought to you in part by Bet Online. Thanks to everybody who helped put together a great show today behind the scenes. I can't do it without all your help. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. Know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing.